Welcome to the Truth and Liberty broadcast. We believe we have a mandate to bring godly change to our nation and the world through the seven spheres or mountains of influence. To further this cause, we give away a product every week that will empower you to get involved in changing your life and changing our world. You can register for our weekly giveaway by subscribing at truthandliberty.net. You can also subscribe to our newsletter to receive weekly updates on guests, news, and much more. This is an interactive live cast and we welcome your questions. To ask a question during the live cast, use the comment or chat features. Now get ready to dive into this week's topics with our hosts on location in Colorado, USA. Hello and welcome to our Monday Night Truth and Liberty live cast. I'm Andrew Womack and we've got uh, Richard Harris, our uh, director of Truth and Liberty, is that right? Yes, that's right. That's right. He's changed positions. I always get a little confused. <laughs> and our guest tonight is Greg Moore. And Greg has been a friend of mine for decades. I used to go to his church. We'll, we'll come back to him in a little bit, but we want you to be involved in this and you can actually call in and ask questions. We also have a giveaway. We got a lot of things coming up. So I'm gonna let Richard tell you about all of those things before we come back to Pastor Greg. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks to all of you for watching tonight. This is going to be a really great show. I just want to encourage you, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you jump over and watch directly on our website at truthandliberty.net because on YouTube they tend to censor us when we say things they don't like. Plus, you know, send out a message, why don't you, and tell your friends and family about tonight's show. I think this is going to be, be one that lots and lots of people need to listen to. Um, and if you want to comment or ask questions tonight, you can do that in the chat function on our website or comment section there on Facebook. And speaking of the website, you know, we've got some amazing resources on there. We're always uh, upgrading those and updating those. And I wanted to mention uh, one that we have new for you is Citizens for Renewing America, Combating Critical Race Theory in Your Communities. You want to check that out. CRT is one of those uh, devilish doctrines uh, that are being spread around and we need to be equipped to fight that. We've got some great events coming up here at Andrew Womack Ministries and Karis Bible College. You want to be sure to check these out. Andrew's going to be in Orlando on February 9th with Ashley and Carl. Carly Terades, and if you haven't heard Ashley and Carly minister, then you're missing out. They are full of the joy of the Lord, and it's going to be a great uh, time there. So you can register for that on awmi.net or .net slash events, excuse me. And then the men's advance is right around the corner, March 9th through the 11th. Andrew will be ministering along with Tony Dungy, Jeremy Pearsons, and Billy Epperhart. And this is one of the great uh, conferences of the year here at the ministry. It's always a great time for men to come out, fellowship with one another, get your batteries recharged, get refocused on God. It's, a, it's an awesome time. Campus days, March 15th to the 17th, so just right after uh, uh, the men's advance. And uh, I tell you, I love campus days, Andrew. Campus Days is where God reached down and touched me and my wife and redirected our life. And we uh, came here to Karis Bible College because of how the Holy Spirit ministered to us there. And I tell you, if you're uh, looking for change in your life, you know you've got a purpose, but you're not sure how to find it. There is no better place for you to be than Campus Days at Karis Bible College. So again, you can check that out at awmi.net slash events. And uh, are you a subscriber to Truth and Liberty? If you're not, I'm just going to tell you flat out, you need to be. We send out emails emails all the time with all kinds of helpful information in it, news uh, alerts, action alerts, blog posts, and uh, other things like that. And it's all designed to help you uh, fulfill your calling to be light and, and salt in the public square. And if you'll subscribe today, you'll be eligible to receive one of our free product giveaways. Last week, we gave away financial stewardship 
uh, Andrew's book and Cheryl Stone. You're the winner of that, so you'll be getting an email from us shortly about how you can claim that uh, that free gift. Tonight we're giving away Sharper Than a Two-Edged Sword, and uh, this book is a, actually a compilation in it, Andrew, of some of your other works, and it's a great summary, some of the best uh, revelation that Andrew's got on spirit, soul, and body, and the power of the Word of God. So um, subscribe today and be eligible to receive that gift. And uh, also wanted to mention that um, we have awesome plans here at Truth and Liberty. I tell you, God is, is calling us to fill a need in this culture to stand for truth and equip the body of Christ. And if you if you want to be a part of that, you can. All you got to do is help us financially. Just go on our website to the donate page, sign up to make a contribution. And if you'd like to be a member, just $5 or more per month of an automatic recurring gift, and you'll be a Truth and Liberty member. And we'll send you a free gift in the mail, this copy of the Declaration of Independence, Constitution of the United States, and Andrew's own Declaration of Dependence upon God and the Holy Bible. And just remember that gifts to Truth and Liberty Coalition are not tax deductible. Uh, you, if you need tax credit, you could go to uh, truthandliberty.foundation and make a gift there. And that is tax deductible, and that will also support our work. So last thing I want to mention tonight is Andrew's amazing uh, uh, prayer ministry that's available for you. If you need someone to agree with you in prayer tonight, just call 719-635-1111, and someone will agree with you in prayer. That's what we've got. Thanks, Richard. And I tell you, Richard has been doing an awesome job directing our Truth and Liberty, and we're beginning to get some real, um, I guess, credibility out there. Absolutely. It's, it's awesome. It's, yep. it's a good thing. So we would appreciate it if you'd become a part of this because we've got great things we're doing and much more in the future. So this is Pastor Greg Moore, and uh, I met Greg when back in, the, was it in the 80s or 90s? Yeah, like 1991. 91. Yeah. And basically, it's probably through uh, Bob Nichols getting you to come to the ministers' conference, wasn't it? Or did no, I? No, I heard I heard you on the radio. So I came. Actually, somebody gave me your one of your cassette tapes. That's a while back. Yeah, that was a long <laughs> time ago, and I listened to it, and I started listening to you on the radio, and we just, I just said, well, I want to get this guy coming, preaching our church, and you came in 1991, and uh, you were preaching the same things then mm. as you are now. Mm. Well, it's the same word. <laughs> well, it is, but it, but you haven't changed, and, and it it really uh, established a foundation of, of grace and faith for us, and, and gave us a. So that was before you came to our ministers' mm -hmm. conference. So yeah. I, all right, I, I was thinking it was at the ministers' yeah. conference we met, but I went to your yeah. church, and then Pastor Bob Nichols. Yeah. Um, he brought a lot of people to our ministers' conference, and yeah. we've had some of our best friends ever. Yeah. From the minister's conference. So you pastored for what, 20 something years in Decatur, Texas? 24 years in Decatur, Texas. And you're Texas. still vertical <laughs> <laughs> at the same church. Yeah. That's not easy. Yeah, no. And when I first met Greg, he, how do you phrase it that you did an involuntary we had, we, church plan? We were going through a, a $9 million frivolous lawsuit over counseling that got dropped later and uh, uh, it gave rise to an involuntary church plant. <laughs> where, where uh, my worship leader took a third of my congregation and went down to start another church. And, uh, but it was And dirt. the Lord told you what? Yeah, and, he, and he, he's, he's, I, told, I said, God, my worship leader took a third of my congregation. And he said, he said you're in good company, son. He said, my worship leader <laughs> took a third of my congregation, too. Yeah. So, but, you know, we were going through all that, and, and we came to the minister's conference there, uh, at that time, it was up in uh, up in Buena Vista, uh, Colorado, and and we uh, man, you uh, we felt so. I mean, our church was really pretty good size for uh, it was probably three or four hundred people, 
then, but we now we're down to you know 200 or whatever. And, and but when we came in, we felt the, about this tall and or this small, and and you, but you and Jamie just loved on us and encouraged us, and and uh, man, we got we we really got ministered. To. You got encouraged. We we did. We got. I ministered. remember that's back when you had more hair, yeah, yeah. and he was combing <laughs> it all hair, yeah. back. <laughs> And he got to yeah. laughing, and he got drunk in the spirit, yeah. and all his hair was forward. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I think it was Cousin It on the Adam's yeah. 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 But it was hilarious. It was. And I mean, you got set yeah. smooth, free, and yeah, we it did. was awesome. Yeah, we, we, we were really hurting and bleeding, and, and God, I mean, we, we cried till we couldn't cry anymore, laughed till we couldn't laugh anymore. But we went up one way, uh, we're really just broken, and but we came, but we came back healed, and revisioned, and refocused, and and uh, you know I was found myself, uh, and for those who are watching or who are in ministry, you know you go through stuff, and I found myself defending myself to myself, yeah. and after that time it was like the Lord said, whose father is speaking that over you? And I said, what do you mean? He said, well it's not me, and mm -hmm. so. We just started, you know, you encouraged us and we, we just started uh, going for the vision God had for us and really the Lord used that time to get us uh, dependent on Him. But we found our company. Mm. We found our company of ministers there that have, they became our best friends. Many of them are missionaries that we supported uh, it, and, and we connected with your ministry, Andrew, and it's just uh, your message but also your, your, you and Jamie's love for us, it just radically changed us. And there's been a lot of things happened in between when you were pastoring until you got here and then you uh, led our Bible college, the director of our Bible right. college. But all of these things you're mentioning that you went through pastoring really put a love in your heart for pastors right. and led you to where you are now. Yeah, what are right. you doing now? Well, I'm right now I'm the, the executive director of Army, which is the association of related ministries international and what we're doing is we're 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 basically pastoring pastors but also ministers of uh, traveling ministers missionaries and we're building a, a relational community of ministers that really is modeling what you what you did at the what you, what you do in your heart in the ministers conferences but we're doing it out we're exporting it and so we're you know ministers many times and you, they're lonely and they're isolated. And so what we're doing is bringing minister, like-minded ministers together. We're resourcing them with so many benefits, so many resources from your ministry. We're, uh, we're connecting them on a local level. Uh, we're we're um, imparting uh, them. We have, meet, we have meetings that are equipping them to help, be, help them become successful in their call. A lot of them need healing like Janice and I did. And so we're just Basically, in your heart and arms and extended uh, ministering, healing and life and resourcing and equipping to, to ministers. And you know, let me say some things that Greg probably wouldn't say about himself, but I remember when you first came to work for us, you were working in World Outreach, which is our Caris Bible College reaching out all over the world. And you were doing an excellent job, but you came to me and said that your heart really uh, you felt like God wanted you to direct a Bible school, and that's when we were going through mm -hmm. a change. Right. And so I said, well, 
But, you know, you, you said this, and I really was impressed with this. You said, this is where I think I should go, but if you want me to stay here, I'll stay here, and right. you'll never hear a complaint from me, and right. I'll do it with all of my heart. Right. And I think that's a mm -hmm. great attitude that you don't have. Most people are self-promoting, and it's all about what they want, not what the need is. Yeah, I mean, one of the, key, one of the keys of faithfulness is being faithful in that which is another man's, mm -hmm. and, and being faithful in the small things. And being faithful in finances, in Luke 16, we see that. And so God had called us here, and we wanted to, and still do. We want to serve, serve you, and through serving you now, um, you know, I directed the Bible College for five years, but um, the opening came uh, came for our uh, leadership and army because you wanted. Uh, Dr. Dr. Barry Burns start, uh, helped you start it. Do you remember when we started Army? 2012, I believe. And Barry was the director for uh, right for, I think probably four years. I think no, probably six or seven years. Oh really? And anyway, it grew up to yeah. around what 500 or so. Yeah, around 500. Yeah. But when uh, he, here he was directing the Bible College, which is what he really wanted to do. God has shown him that. But when there was an opening in Army, man, your heart for pastors, you just said that yeah. is what you really want to do. And to me, that's impressive that you are in your sweet spot. Yeah. You're doing what you, your whole life has built up to this. All the hardships that you've gone through yeah. have prepared you to be able to minister to other people. And it's just phenomenal the way that God yeah. has moved people around and yeah. put them in these mm -hmm. places that it's just well, you know, God had God had raised up, you know, Carrie Pickett and and some others who could help uh, Daniel Bennett and some others that could help really do a better job with the administrative part of the Bible College. And so I'm still an instructor there. But when the Army uh, uh, opportunity came open, I, my wife said, "That's that's you, Greg, as you know, because we we love ministers yeah. mm -hmm. and we want to pour into ministers. We want to help ministers. We want to." lift them up, help them be successful, equip them, resource them, uh, impart life to them. And man, we're doing that. We're doing it through our ministers' conferences, our regional army meetings, and uh, and all of the Zoom meetings we have. And so I'm, I really appreciate your heart for ministers, Andrew, but we feel like that's what, in this season of our lives, we're able to take that and represent you to uh, lift ministers up. Well, you know, we need to get into talking yeah. about ministers and what Army is, but let me just point this out because I think this is really significant. That here's three ministers, and we've all been through our hard times. Man, Jamie and I pastored three churches, which in hindsight, I was never called a pastor. That was my Bible school. Yeah. Pity mm -hmm. the people that God gave me. <laughs> but I went through a lot of things. I learned a lot of things. Richard was a attorney that was very successful and came here because you obeyed. God thought mm -hmm. that your attorney days were behind you. Mm -hmm. And when he came here, he practiced more law probably than you did <laughs> when you were a full-time lawyer. Yeah, absolutely. And now he pastors a church. And Greg had pastored two different churches, this one for 24 years. And anyway, some things happened. And it was a very negative situation. And when Greg came and told me what had happened to him, I didn't... <laughs> I didn't pity him. I didn't uh, console him for one second. No. I said, you're available. <laughs> and I mean, we hired you yeah. on the spot. Yeah, it was awesome. And he has been with us how many years now? 12 years now. Wow. Yeah. And it's and been I, great. It's, it's, it's been awesome. a great 
fruitful 12 years. It's really so let's good. talk about Army and specifically, you know, on Monday night, we typically talk about some of the uh, things going on in our society, social issues. And, and I think, uh, I don't know if you want to start with this, but eventually I'd like to get into why aren't pastors engaged in this society? Why are they playing it safe and yeah. not getting outside the walls of their church? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, we, we are, if you, if, First Timothy 3, 15 says, But if I'm delayed, I write to, to you that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. So the church and pastors and ministers mm -hmm. uh, specifically, we, we are the pillar and ground of the truth. And man, there's never been a time when ministries and ministers, pastors, traveling ministers, missionaries, need to be speaking the truth. Amen. Mm -hmm. And and it's not happening today. Uh, Matthew uh, 5, 13 and 14 said, Jesus said, you're the salt of the earth and you're the light of the world. And if the salt has lost its uh, its flavor, who's going who's gonna to season uh, the world? And that's that's my passion right now is that is that uh, you? You and I. You're those of you watching. You're you're part of the uh, local church, but your pastors and your men, your and and your ministers, people that represent you. We're we're the we're the salt and the light. And if the salt loses its flavor, how's the world going to be seasoned? And if the light is hidden, if we put a basket under it, you know, how's the world going to know the difference between? Uh, moral issues, yeah. right and wrong, truth. They aren't going to come up with truth. No, they're not. And it, but in many cases today, you can't you can't even distinguish the difference between the world and the church. And this is a huge mm -hmm. problem today. Many churches have lost their flavor. They've hidden their light in order to accommodate, um, and, and you know the world or be accepted by the world. Or the political and cultural norms of the day, all in the name of love. But our culture has wrongly equated loving everyone with approving everything, mm -hmm. and that is that that is just wrong. I mean, yeah, God loves everybody. We, I, I love people. Andrew loves people. But if you love them, you're going to tell them the truth. And we we've got to have a, a restoration of a healthy fear of the Lord. In, in our churches, in our pulpits. What we need is some, and we need a restoration of some spiritual testosterone. I was going to say backbone. And backbone <laughs> in our pulpits. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I don't mean, you know, I mean, Andrew, you've taught for years, uh, you know, about grace and that we're not to be judging the world. And that's not, that's not our job and condemning people. But at the same time, to withhold truth from them um, that hey, what's going on in the in in the political arena? What's going on in our education system? It's it's poisoning. Mm. It's poisoning our 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 young people. My my, I've got two granddaughters that that go to college now, first year in college, and and one is in uh, Texas, uh, and she's and I mean both of them are in a uh, in Texas, but one in this one university. They, they're teaching uh, they, uh, di different gender, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like I don't know how many different gender 
what did they call it? Uh, I forget what the name of the course was, but it's a course in university about different genders. You know? Gender studies. Yeah, it's, I think it's just ge it's gender studies. And she's the one, <laughs> she's the one that when she saw her, uh, her uh, cousin, uh, who when she was just two and a half, when she saw her cousin, uh, the first boy that she'd ever seen, okay, when she was two and a half and they were, he was just born, they washed him up in the nursery and, 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 the, and she, she, she saw him and she, she looked at her daddy, two and a half years old. She said, Daddy, Jonah's got a tail. <laughs> you know, and she could tell. Here's a two and a half year old that, that knows there's a difference in yeah. the gender. And, and guys, we're, we're, our, our pulpits, we're, we're afraid to speak the truth. And this is, this is a, a real, uh, it's, a, it's, just a, it's a real problem in the church today. Now certainly we don't need to be condemning people, but we need to be speaking the truth. But you know, I watched a television minister two weeks ago and they said, now I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to talk about some social things. And what, and they did say the right thing. They said, it's a woke society. We need to go back. To, but they didn't get specific and nobody could criticize them over what they said. Yeah. Mm. So I think that even sometimes when pastors say that, you know, we ought to be moral, you need to s specify some things. And yeah. I also saw a hockey player, I forget his name, yeah. but he was supposed to be uh, wearing some kind of a homosexual jersey. Yeah. Where pride. they celebrated Pride, pride. Yeah. Mm -hmm. pride yeah. and he refused to do it because he was a Christian. But the way he did it, <clears throat> and again, I'm not against him, but the way he did it, he said, now I respect everybody and I respect their decisions and they're free to choose what they want, but they need to uh, respect me also. And that See, most people would think that's good, but the way I look at it is what if somebody committed adultery? And you say, now I respect you for committing adultery mm -hmm. and I respect your decision to commit adultery, but I'm saying that you need to respect my decision. That's the wrong approach. Yeah. We need to tell people that this is sin, that this is wrong. And there's very few people that are standing up and just calling things what they are. You know, that hockey player, I saw that and he, uh, I admired him for taking at he least a stand in where he, where he did. He's actually Eastern Orthodox, but he said, I'm not going to answer any questions about my religion. And I thought, oh, what a lost opportunity, yeah. brother, you know, uh, because he was uh, probably didn't feel equipped to defend himself. And I wonder all these pastors who are not standing for truth, um, you know, I wonder what it is. Some of them probably are afraid of people being upset with them. Do you think any of it is also because maybe they don't feel equipped to address some of this stuff? Well, I think that's a huge part of it is, is that we haven't, we haven't been helping them uh, equip, equipping them effectively now. You know, uh, Andrew, we had, a, we had an Army uh, webinar in January. Andrew came on and shared a lot about these things. Uh, in fact, you're going to be on our Army webinar in February. Yes. And, and then Dwayne Sheriff is later. Ooh. And it's, it's all about equipping ministers to equip. Th it's not just what they say, but how to equip their people to, how, in their church, how to stand how to how to take stands, and 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 then use that opportunity, you know, to 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 minister the gospel, to uh, to preach truth without, you know, passing judgment on people. But at the same time, man, they people need to hear the truth. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think that I think 
Uh, in fact, you and I were talking, yeah. Richard, that you've got now a, a web page that that is begin has uh, resources for pastors. Right. Yeah. So on our resources page at uh, truthandliberty.net, we've got a special page now for pastors. And uh, like one of the things we highlight, the first thing on there is Andrew's biblical worldview series, so that pastors can get that, and they can prepare their own lessons and series, or set up courses inside the church. Um, there's a, a program called Biblical Citizenship uh, that Rick Green has put together that's actually thousands of churches across America now have this, but it's training believers in the Christian heritage of America, the Christian foundation of our culture and society and how they can restore that and um, uh, many other resources on there including legal uh, materials. So I think um, you can tell me if I'm right on this, but a lot of pastors are worried that, oh, I can't talk about these things or right. it's politics, quote unquote, and I'll lose my tax protection. But that's not true. Right. And a lot of those resources will help them understand how to navigate those waters. You know, going back to a statement that you made a minute ago that they may not know how to counter this. Uh, I remember that when uh, people were saying that the earth is hundreds of millions of years old, I didn't believe that. And the way I tried to counter it was I had some information about how that they use their carbon-14 dating method to show that a living mollusk was 350 years dead. And I had some things like that, but I didn't have a scripture as such. And I remember the first time it dawned on me that it says, by man came death, by man also came the resurrection. The wages of sin is death. And it just dawned on me that death came through the sin of Adam. And if you believe in a billions of year old earth, you have to say that no death was in effect before Adam. Mm, and right. so that that's one right. little statement just yeah. all of a sudden made a lot of things fall in place. And so yeah. this is what we're doing with Army is we are equipping yeah. them through these webinars, through a lot of different things and giving them these tools so that they can fight. And, and as a member of Army, and you can check out Army at uh, armyminister.org, uh, if you're involved in ministry in any way, uh, we'd, we'd love to, for you to check that out. But as a member of Army, uh, you you get 50% uh, off of all biblical worldview uh, um, uh, sessions that, and and courses that you that you have, and that's by itself is is major. You get four Karis Bible College courses annually. You you get Andrew's live Bible commentary. Uh, Man, That's the best thing I've got. It, it's awesome. Oh, it's well, look, I, mean, I was working on that today. It is. It is. It's awesome. It's amazing. It I mean, amazing. It, it helps me with um, my messages, and also it helps helps me to tune some of my doctrine. You know. And, oh, well, let me let me check and see what the Lord's speaking. I don't depend on that, but man, it really is a help. Mm -hmm. A help, and then you you become uh, eligible for the content for uh, continuing education for ministers. A scholarship program. If you've been in ministry two years or more and, and lead a mission strip, you can actually graduate from Karis Bible College. And man, there's so many other things that that are your your name, your church name gets placed on the AWM church directory when 80,000 people call in and ask for uh, uh, is there an, is there a church that's that's preaching the truth uh, that we can that you can refer us to and your name gets put. Your church name gets put on that, on that list. Well, that's eighty thousand calls per month. Per that's month. About what we run. Yeah, for. yeah. So all of these things, 
And, and we're, we're, that's our goal is to help equip ministers so then they can equip their people how to, how to uh, stand uh, morally, how to speak the truth in love, uh, how, to, how to deal with these things that come up just like, you know, what do, what do you do about if a family, and I have this happen all the time, what, what do I do if I've got a, I'm invited to a, a, a gay wedding, you know, or yeah. a homosexual wedding? What do you do in those cases? Mm-hmm. And how do you address those things? And uh, man, it's, it, there, there, are a lot of, there are a lot of things that uh, we've, got to, we've got to take strong stands on. Mm-hmm. And let me say that not everybody watching this is a pastor, but most of you, or all of you, should have a pastor. And you just don't realize that sometimes it's really lonely pastoring. And uh, they would appreciate it if somebody in their church was to come along and say, could I send you to one of the Army mm-hmm. conferences? Good. Could we help yeah. you? And so you could present this to them. That's, that's what I was going to mention, and Andrew just beat me to it. Is, oh, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. No, no I just, okay. I'm just glad you <laughs> said it. It's just, <laughs> it's just it, it's, it, listen, you, it, you have a pastor. You have a local uh, church. You, you need to reach out to them and, and uh, let them know about Army. Uh, in fact, you know one way you could bless your pastor or minister? Just, just pay for their uh, Army membership for a year mm. or so into that because... Man, they're going to be equipped. You know, you've been praying for your church. You've been praying for them to take stands and, and believe. Well, why don't you sow into your minister uh, or your pastor, and uh, maybe it's or maybe it's a missionary that you're supporting, and, and you want to help them be effective in these things. They're going to influence a lot more people than what uh, typically what your circle of influence is. So. Man, you can you can invest in them and and uh, encourage them to be a part uh, of Army. Then you can just go to armyminister.org and check that out. We'd love yeah. to have have them be a part. And let me say that uh, our fee is thirty dollars a month, three hundred and sixty dollars a year, which is less than a dollar a day. And the reason we do that is because we have how many people on staff to be able to. Yeah, support? we have like we have like. Uh, seven people on staff or ten people on staff. And they all seem to want money. (laughs) It's amazing how that works. So we aren't making anything off of this. That's not the purpose of it. Plus, how much do they get? Uh, I've heard it, what, 5,000 or anyway, there's a lot of free material that they get. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you're you're getting four Karis Bible College courses every year. Uh, Your minister, you, you can do a Bible study with these courses or your pastor uh, can, can actually teach series out of these courses. You get Andrew's live Bible commentary. And that's and, $120 yeah. value. It's worth a lot more than that. Well, those four right. courses are, you know, like 110 or $20 a piece. And then the continuing education for ministers scholarship program, that's like uh, $4,500. So uh, you're going to get a lot more than whatever you invest in, in being a part being a part of Army, and plus, that we're what we're doing is we're well, we want to mobilize the body of Christ. Yeah. We can do more together than we can uh, individually. And you know, uh, Andrews uh, has a prophetic voice uh, in in uh, in in our culture and our society and in the body of Christ today. And we're mobilizing a literal army. We have 1,200 members now, and we're mobilizing an army 
to, uh, for, uh, to affect and advance kingdom causes. And we'd love for you to be a part of that. Amen. Have you got some testimonies or, you know, quick um, testimony about what it's done for people when they join up? Well, it, you know, we have people who are ministers. Uh, I'm thinking about one minister. He was, ready to, he was ready to give up. He was ready to quit his church. And, you know, he, he came to a, a regional army event and, and uh, he was just going to go back and, and quit. And, man, he got empowered and and, and encouraged and revisioned and and uh, Manhattan now uh, he's a he's a strong voice and a leader in army and so there are people that that come that there's uh, individuals that have been uh, divorced and felt like that they, they were kicked out of their denomination and then they they found uh, that hey God can still use me and he's got a purpose for me and so uh, we've got ministers that have, that have been hurt you know you go through disappointment in, in ministry, they've been hurt and wounded, and uh, they come, they come to all these army meetings, and then they're healed, and and restored and equipped, and and uh, they're then we're seeing churches birthed from uh, from army. They're just uh, ministries that are birthed, churches that are birthed, and, uh, being planted, and and we we we're just seeing a lot of uh, a, a lot of great things happen. Uh, through, through, through. And one of the things we're doing, it's really relational, and uh, Greg is one that put this into place when he came there, but we, you need to explain how we have regional uh, advocates, and we have meetings, and, and I, if I'm not mistaken, they call each one of the members that yeah. are under them, and there's just this constant ministry so that they aren't by themselves, and that's, that's important to a minister. Yeah, well, I've been a part of large ministers organizations and it just became about more about the organization but uh army and it's never going to be like that with army because that's andrew's heart and for us to represent him and it's certainly my heart is what we're, we're about connecting people relationally we're about you know uh the fellowship part of army is just is amazing man people uh, are are really transformed through the love of god through people, they get encouraged. Uh, we have, uh, we've got executive level leaders. Then we have regional area leaders who are, who are over states, and then we've got local local leaders who are having local fellowships and and coffees and and uh, and dinners, and and they're ministering to one another. They're encouraging one another, and this is about relationship. It's about Connecting with like-minded ministers, uh, helping one another, build one another up, and uh, and then reaching out to other ministers and encouraging them. And uh, man, it, we're just seeing we're just seeing ministries saved, people that are that we're gonna we're gonna quit. They're they're uh, they're they're encouraged and and built up in, in the faith. Other other ministers are they're seeing how um, what we're we're teaching and training best practices. So churches that were stagnant are growing. Ministries that are stagnant, they start to grow because they, they just didn't realize things that they could do to, to improve and, and so we're, uh, and, and, and grow in their ministry. A lot of times we're just, uh, we, we have tunnel vision, you know, and mm -hmm. we, we don't see. It's like we have, we have uh, leaders who will then go in and in, uh, in, and help 
uh, churches and, and, and help them identify where the problems are and help them identify, look, if you just would do this, then, then you can grow and improve. And we're just seeing a lot of fruit that way. Awesome. And let me say again that there's people watching this who aren't ministers and you're saying, so this doesn't affect me, but uh, it af ministers affect hundreds or thousands of people in their church. Every one minister that we save, I mean, it affects hundreds or thousands of people. And so this is something that we would like you to get the vision of and promote this to your minister and share because really uh, this is a deal changer it, for it so is. many people. And, and it's just like, you know, uh, Richard is a pastor mm -hmm. and, and he's got a vision. He's, Are he, you a member? Uh, yes, I am. And, <laughs> I was and, putting you on the spot. What, what would happen? I don't know if, if my dues is no. current, Andrew. That's the problem. <laughs> what would happen if you'd have said you are no. a member, sir? Praise <laughs> God. <laughs> but but Richard honorary. But but Richard does. Uh, uh, you know, R Richard has a vision to do church a little different than what the norm is. But but I sell. We celebrate that and. And what we want to do, in fact, when you come on the webinar, share that. Because there's a lot of people that will have vision of, oh, man, we can do church this way, mm -hmm. where there's <coughs> home church, the, the model, and I, I don't want to speak for no, you, you can share ahead. that. But then, but then he come, they come together corporately That's right. uh, on a, on periodically. And, and man, they're, they're uh, advancing the kingdom and doing awesome things. Well, See what we want to do then is take those, the vision that you have and impart it to others, and other, that'll that'll encourage them then to, because it's all about building the building the kingdom. That's awesome. And let me say this: that every ministers group, I've never really joined one until I started this, mm -hmm. but every ministers group that I've spoken at or been a part of, it's all about pastors. Yeah. And so I specifically said I want this to include traveling ministries because that's what I do. And we actually have Scott Hinkle, that that's what yeah. he's been doing for decades, and he is over traveling ministers. So we have things that minister not only to pastors, but people yeah. that minister to youth leaders, worship, uh, traveling ministries, all kinds of different ministries. Yeah, we have an arm of army that's that's for traveling ministers and mm. and uh, and so also good. missionaries. Yeah, and uh, you know there's evangelists, but also traveling teachers and prophets and. As long as they're not non-profit profits, <laughs> as long as they're profitable profits, <laughs> a profitable profit. And uh, but again, that's what we're doing is we're uh, they're helping one another, like Scott Hinkle helps. They gather together and talk about you know how do you build right relationships with the local church and pastors? Mm -hmm. How do you develop partnerships with your ministry? Um, you know all all of the well, you know how do you uh, tra how do you do travel and schedule all that and I mean, it's just—it's just amazing, amazing things that happen when we, you know, when we come together, and then just—and we, we have an ear, uh, we have a heart to help and serve, but we have an ear for one another, and it's really powerful. And you know, there's some things that you can learn at other people's expense. Like I remember Greg Fritz about 2018. I started talking to mm -hmm. him that he was traveling 50 year, weeks out of a year. And I said, Greg, you can't do that. What happens if something happens? What happens if you couldn't travel? And I encouraged him to start building a mailing list to get to where he put out product instead of just him personally being there. And then COVID hit. Mm. And he told me that if he hadn't have done the things that we'd have talked about, he would have been out of the ministry. Wow. And so, see, these are some of the things you learn by being in 
fellowship with other yeah. people. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so important that we don't have yeah. to invent everything on our own. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. fantastic. We can learn at other people's expense. Yeah. You know, I've, I've heard that uh, the, ch the church is the only army in the world that shoots its own wounded. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's a little bit exaggerated, but pastors are held to and ministers to another level of accountability. And sometimes that's tragic because they don't have anywhere to turn yeah. when times get hard or they encounter uh, difficulties that maybe they can't share publicly. But, you know, is Army a place where of refuge for ministers where they can come and find that kind of support that they need to overcome yeah. those situations? Absolutely. That's one of the benefits of Army is you've got Jesus with skin on mm. with these leaders who have been through things. Mm -hmm. and, and they can pick up the phone, they can email, they can pick up the phone and call somebody who's been through whatever they've been through. And if they haven't, they know somebody they can call, they can contact our office and we know somebody that can help them in a specific area that they're dealing with. And so, and, and that, that happens, uh, I mean, that's, that permeates throughout our, mm -hmm. throughout uh, Army ministry. And if I'm not mistaken, I've heard that some of the Army members have made relationships and they're now swapping pulpits and if one needs mm -hmm. to be gone for a way, somebody yeah. else can step in. It if is. somebody had something happen and they needed a sabbatical, somebody else will step in it and is. help them. And so we have that. Happens. We aren't by ourselves. No, and you know, ministry can can really feel alone. Sure, you can feel very isolated in ministry, but that's you're never going to minister alone again if you're part of Army because we re it's really about us helping you, supporting you, uh, believing in you, encouraging you resourcing you and uh, and then building up one another and then you know what we're right we're raising up leaders we just started uh, uh, re, uh, restarted relaunched our army UK office and so uh, we're starting uh, we're launching internationally uh, South Africa is going to be our next uh, nation that we that we uh, launch and, and, and we there there are states uh, uh, in the United States that we need we need leadership so uh, if, if God's touching your heart uh, man we, we encourage you to uh, check out Army because we'd, we'd love to connect with you. Yeah. Amen. Well we've got to take some questions or we'll just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. You got any questions? We've got a lot of questions tonight this is really something um, we've got a couple of viewers here are who are wondering uh, what is the basically what is the wrong thinking that makes ministers not want to get involved in the culture war not speak to the moral and cultural issues of our day well I think fear is one of those things your you're, people are afraid ministers especially deal with fear of losing people mm -hmm. you know and if they if they speak too strong on on some subject that somebody's going to get upset and leave their church and so they're afraid to confront uh, or speak the truth but you know I'm going to speak the truth um, no matter who it connects me with or who it separates me from and and you you're a lot more you're going to see a lot more people drawn to you if you're clear about what you believe and if you're clear about about your position in the word and what the word of God says about these subjects and trying to be vague and just trying to you know, just kind of gloss things over and and and, and be kind of soft pedal everything. Uh, and I'm not saying being rude or crude, but 
um, it, I think the fear of losing people is one of the things that, uh, or the fear if you don't know what the government might do, mm -hmm. you know, uh, right. with a fear of, of people, uh, you know, what, what, the, what the government might do if you violate a certain principle or whatever. You know, let me say that I am so honored that God called me to be in the ministry. I think all of us feel that way. It's yes. the greatest thing. If yeah. I wouldn't step down to become president, not that yeah. anybody would ever ask me to, yeah. but I love it. But ministers are some of the most insecure people on the yeah. planet because every word that they say is weighed and the people who pay their salary, if they offend them, and they go. I mean, they are fragile, and yeah. most ministers really are. It's the love of money that causes them to keep mm -hmm. their lips shut, mm -hmm. and they just can't handle it when people get up and walk out. Yeah. And so, it's yeah. it's sad to admit, but ministers really are insecure, and they aren't looking to God most of the time. They're looking to those people, and they're looking at their stats. Here's another good question, Greg. Now, this uh, Amy on YouTube is asking. Uh, I'm going to rephrase it just a little bit for, but what's the best way for someone in the local church to talk to their pastor about his failure to address social issues? How should they approach him on that? You know, Amy, that, man, I just want to commend you for your heart with this, first of all. And, you know, uh, if you go to your pastor and appeal to him and just say, Pastor, I'm concerned about this, what's going on in our culture, how that's, how that's in, you know, begun to uh, infect or uh, affect our church and, and our young people. And I really have concerns about this. And, and uh, you know, I, I just appeal to you, you know, could you speak out on some of these issues? Would you, would you consider speaking out and maybe even sending him, you know, or, or directing him to Truth and Liberty and, and uh, to watch some, some of these broadcasts would, I think, would help or, or get some of the product that you could uh, have him watch or view, and uh, you know you you can't you don't want to go in demanding and pushing and accusing. You just want to go and appeal t to him in a respectful way, and then you pray, you pray the word over him. And now if uh, if they don't respond and they d and and your leaders are are just basically as Andrew said are insecure and walking in fear. I mean then you'll have a choice to make about where you attend church, but. Uh, you know, I, I just encourage you to go in and appeal to him first. Pastor Greg, can I add one thing to that? Yeah. And you tell me if I'm if I'm right or wrong. But one of the things that occurs to me is it, it, it'd be helpful if they don't put it onto the pastor, but they come with a solution yeah. and maybe offer to start a culture impact team or That's or a, a biblical idea. citizenship course That's or take idea. Andrew's biblical worldview and start teaching Sunday school out of That's that. That's a great idea. And those people that are drawn to those issues will have somewhere to go. And I don't have the I don't have the pastoral experience that they have, but I know that the few people that came <clears throat> to me when I was a pastor, if they came with the heart that you're talking yeah. about, where, Pastor, I'm concerned, I want to help yeah. or ask you to help me. Well, right. a pastor, that's what they're called yeah. for. But if you approach them as you're wrong, yeah. and unless you do this, yeah. I'm telling you what you got to do. They'll yeah. rebel at that every time. Yeah, or if you go in and manipulate and tell them, and I've had this happen, you know, if you don't do this, I'm going to take my, my money and go down the road. And I just tell them, don't hit, don't let the door hit you, 
on the way out. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be manipulated. And, That's right. And uh, but if you appealed and you pray first, and then and then go and appeal uh, to that pastor. But man, I love that idea. That is that, is. that is a great idea. Uh, Richard. And you know these cultural impact teams, if they're done the way that yeah. they're done at Church for All Nations. The pastor doesn't really have to do anything other than just let it be known that it, they're having it. The person comes in, does it. The materials right. are already there, and that—that's what a pastor is looking for: is more results with less effort. And yep. and equipping people with these biblical worldview. Uh, you 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 know you can man you get those series and and uh, offer that to the church. It's it's uh, as a pastor. Mm -hmm. When I pastor, man, I would I would celebrate that. Yeah, that was, yeah. that's awesome. I was just talking to some people that are teaching the Healing University in their church, and they were giving testimonies yeah. mm. about how it's just transforming yeah. people. Yeah, wow. it's awesome. Praise God. Yeah. We've got another question here from Nathaniel on chat who wants to know if you have to be an ordained minister to join Army. No, you don't have to be ordained to join Army. Uh, in fact, uh, in fact you, you don't have to be licensed to join Army. Uh, you need to be involved in ministry somewhere where you're serving or somewhere that can be... Uh, Validated, or you know, someone that a pastor or someone that's uh, can recommend you. Now we have a lot of pastors, we have a lot of traveling ministers, missionaries. But uh, if you're on staff in a church, or you oversee a department, or you're serving in ministry, you can join Army. Yeah, excellent. Well, we've got um, we've got a couple hot ones here. <laughs> One of these wants to know what does the Bible say about homosexuality? Now, if you watch this show for long, you probably know that already. But Andrew or Greg, you want to? It's sin. There you go. Did you like a longer answer? No. Well, it's <laughs> it's sin. It's always sin. That doesn't mean that the person is irredeemable. Doesn't mean you condemn them any more than a person who's a gossip. Mm -hmm. more than a person who lies or steals or does anything, but it's sin and it can be repented of, but it, you can't get the forgiveness until you admit that it's wrong yeah. and turn against it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Romans chapter 1 speaks about it uh, real, real strong. Um, Mark chapter 10, Jesus talked about um, marriage between one, one man and one woman. And uh, so it uh, the, the Word of God's real clear about it, just as, as, it, as it is adultery or anything else. Sin is sin. The problem with our church today, with the modern church, is, we, is we, we've adopted uh, different terms mm. and, and we call things, instead of calling it sin, we, 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 talk, we say politically correct things. And what it does is it just causes people then to approve those things. They don't they don't see it as wrong. Good word. Good word. You and know, Paul tells Timothy, doesn't he, to use sound words? Yeah, yeah. And it's just we're we're mm -hmm. we we've allowed the uh, world to get into the church and affect how we how we judge truth because we're afraid if we speak the truth somehow that people that people are going to uh, you know leave us or whatever. Well, again. I'm going to stay with the truth, guys, no matter who it connects me with, no matter who it separates me from. And if you've got to, if you've got to capitulate or, you know, just let people manipulate you in order, and, and you've got to accommodate them for everything, you're going to be, I mean, for anything like this, you're going to accommodate them for it. 
everything. See, that's what I was referring to earlier, that even sometimes ministers will say, now look, I'm not against you. I respect you. It's your decision. And by the time you get through apologizing yeah. so that you don't offend anybody, you've given approval yeah. to what they're doing, mm -hmm. and that's wrong. People need to recognize that it's sin, just like gossip is sin, just like, uh, you know, so many other things, drugs, alcohol, anything. There's sin. It doesn't mean that God doesn't love you and it doesn't mean that you can't be forgiven, but you need to confront it. And most ministers will spend more time apologizing than they spend actually saying that mm. it's wrong. Repent. I mean, ad adultery is sin. And I've had people living together, okay, fornication or adultery, it's sin. I have, and I've had people living together start attending my church. I didn't preach at them, but I sure didn't put them in leadership. Okay, that's, right. that's a different thing. But you know what? Then they got convicted by hearing the truth, and they they would repent, separate, or they get married. I had homosexuals come to uh, come to my church, and 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 a number of, of them. In fact, one of them came here after he got set free and came to work for Andrew's ministry. Mm -hmm. I think is still working for his ministry, and he got he got set free. So. Sin is sin, and people can get set free from it, but we've got to tell them the truth, and we don't need to apologize for the truth. We've had transgenders come to our school, yes, and we've true. accepted them. Yeah. We've had homosexuals come. We've accepted them, but I'll tell them this is sin. You need to stop it. And if they ever get to where they're promoting it and practicing it, then I'll deal with it because it's sin. Well, there's a difference. I think you might have alluded to this earlier between uh, accepting them as people and condemning their behavior or yeah. holding up their behavior to the standard of God's yeah, Word. Yeah, our, our culture has wrongly equated loving people with approving their behavior, mm -hmm. you know, giving approval on everything they do. And it's, it's not love, Andrew's shared this a number of times, it's not love to uh, accept what some dangerous sin that's going to destroy a person's life. You've got to tell them the truth. And it's gone beyond just not condemning the person, right. they now are saying that you have to validate it. And I've actually got one of my very good friends who is facing uh, retribution and possible being fired, not because he's ever done anything, but because he associates with me. Yeah. And unless he validates the homosexual lifestyle, they're saying that you're hate speech just because you don't agree with them. Yeah. It's totally wrong. It is. You know, I saw, I read that the Church of England, uh, you, you know, the, their doctrine is that homosexuality sins, so they've come up with the latest thing is they're going to, and this is from the bishops, uh, they're going to hold blessing ceremonies over homosexual couples where they, they validate their life and their relationship, but they don't pronounce them quote-unquote married. And uh, it's, it just struck me as the most ridiculous compromise and uh, giving into it. Any compromise like that emboldens people and takes away part of the, uh, I don't know the, I don't know what the right word is, it's not shame or something, but the wrongness yeah. of it. And it makes it not as bad mm -hmm. and therefore people will embrace it. People yeah. need to recognize that sin, the wages of sin is death. And God loves us. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And there's grace for everybody, but only if you repent of that sin. It doesn't come unless you acknowledge that you need a Savior and repent in your sin. You know, I've never seen, I'm, when I read the verse that said, you know, in Isaiah, and, you know, they're going to call light darkness yeah. and darkness light and good evil and evil good. I, 
I, you know, it's like I just I just didn't see it. Yeah. But it's like that's what's happening today. That's I'm right. exactly the same. I thought this never happened in America. Maybe right. some other nation. Right. And, and this is and this is the norm today. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. it's ha and so all the more reason why ministers who, uh, ministers need to realize how significant your voice is in this hour because your voice has never been more significant than now when when people are confused about these things and you don't have to be cruel and harsh and rude but you just man speak the truth in love and love people and be willing to lose people because those people that are going to require you to compromise they're going to they're going to cause you problems anyway it's better to lose them now Charles Finney said, if America ever fails, falls into immorality, the responsibility lies at the feet of the clergy. It does. And it does. And that's the reason that mm -hmm. Army is so important is because as we reach, we've got, what, 1,200 members yeah. now? And I can guarantee you they average more than 100 people yeah. per person. So that would be, what, 120,000? Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. People that we're reaching minimum. It could be yeah. up to a million. And through Army, we have an ability to affect this culture Amen. and to make a major difference. So, Amen. Thank you for what you're doing, Greg. And I tell you, it's well, been a, it's been an honor to have you, and you have raised up people under you that are just as passionate as you are, and it's making a difference. Well, I just I just want to say personally, thank you to you, Andrew and Richard, for for the stand that you guys are are making, and for and for uh, your heart for truth and liberty and. Speaking the truth, it's, it really makes a difference. Yeah. Thank you. Amen. So we also want to thank CTN for carrying this on their network. They do that, and that's really a blessing. And we do this every Monday night at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. And uh, we have on guests just like Pastor Greg. We've had on politicians. We've had on people that were uh, in the medical field that are dealing with all of the things. David and Tim Barton are part of our board of directors. and. Lance Wall now, Karen Conrad. Anyway, it's we just have on a lot of stuff. And I tell you, we minister to people. I think it would be good for you to make this a regular part. Amen. And we're also starting a Truth and Liberty every single day yeah. at 3.30 Mountain Time in the afternoon starting on March the 6th. We're out of time now, but anyway, we appreciated you being with us. God bless you, and we'll see you again next Monday night for Truth and Liberty. Join us next time for the Truth and Liberty broadcast. Find tonight's episode and related articles and links at truthandliberty.net. Truth and Liberty is viewer supported. If you'd like to help us continue our live casts, you can make a donation at truthandliberty.net. 